Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 164 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. There is no substitute for safety Anytime we are around firearms, whether we are handling them as a shooter going to the range for recreational shooting, whether we are handling them if we're going on a hunt to and from our vehicle to transport and then to and from our hunting location, safety is number one always. This also goes if you are teaching someone about firearms. If you are educating someone on the safe and proper use and storage of firearms, safety should always be up front, center, and first. You should be even more mindful if you have gone through training and have received proper certification to be an instructor or a coach anytime that you are dealing with firearms. There just is no substitute. Nothing is more important and everyone should be involved when it comes to monitoring safety around firearms. Safety is everyone's business, not just the range officers if you're on a public or private range. When anyone is in view of an unsafe activity, action should be taken immediately. Whether you are a shooter, a visitor, a spectator, or even an instructor or a coach, when a safety violation is observed, it is the responsibility of everyone to take positive and corrective action immediately. The NRA has established three basic rules that should always be applied simultaneously when handling or using firearms. These are fundamental rules for gun safety. We often refer to them as always, always, always. The first rule is always keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. This is the primary number one rule of gun safety. 
A safe direction means that the gun is pointed so that even if it were to go off, it would not cause injury or damage. The key to this rule is to control where the muzzle or front end of the barrel is pointed at all times. Common sense often dictates the safest direction depending on different circumstances. Would you agree with me that if we controlled the muzzle end of our firearm and always kept that gun pointed in a safe direction, we could eliminate virtually every shooting incident out there? Your safe direction changes with every step you take and every move you make. Always be mindful of where your gun is pointed. The second rule of gun safety is always keep your finger off the trigger until ready to shoot. Anytime you pick up a firearm, always rest your finger on the trigger guard alongside of the barrel outside of the trigger. Only touch the trigger when you're lined up on your target and you're ready to shoot. Get in the habit of every time you pick up a firearm, keeping that index finger away from the trigger until you're actually ready to shoot. The third rule is always keep the gun unloaded until ready to use. Anytime you pick up a firearm, get in the habit of immediately pointing it in a safe direction with your finger outside of the trigger and making sure it is a safe and clear gun with the action open before you begin to handle it. Whether you are transporting it from its storage location to your vehicle and on to the shooting range or the hunting location, always keep that gun unloaded until you're actually ready to load up and put the sights on target, ready to shoot. There are also three elements that must be present in order to safely and responsibly handle any type of firearm. These are knowledge, skills, and attitude. Safety knowledge is needed to perform the shooting skill safely. The proper attitude puts the knowledge and skills to work. If you don't know, find out. Seek proper training from a reputable source and from reputable instructors in order to become a better shooter. Skill is only going to develop through practice. Not only practice, but perfect practice. Make sure that you know how to do whatever technique you are practicing. Make sure you know how to do those steps properly and accurately. If you are practicing incorrectly, that's not going to do you any good when it comes time to putting your sights on target. Understanding the proper technique and the proper fundamentals is only going to make you a better and more proficient shooter. And finally, attitude. Attitude can make or break your day, especially anytime we are around and handling firearms. If you are having a fantastic day and want to go to the range to practice your skills, having a proper attitude and a positive outlook will probably give you a good experience. You can have all of the knowledge and skill set in the world around whatever discipline that you're training, but if you have a bad attitude that day, It's not going to come together and it's time to walk away. By observing the safe gun handling rules, most firearm accidents would not occur. The number one concern when handling guns, again, can't stress this enough, is safety. 
whether you're on the range, in the field, or in the comforts of your home. There are two major causes of gun accidents. They are ignorance and carelessness. If you are ignorant, you have a lack of knowledge of a particular topic. So if you do not know the particular type of firearm, action, or how to operate it, you're ignorant to that topic. If you fail to apply your knowledge when handling firearms, whether using or storing them, that falls under carelessness. So you may be so comfortable around the tools that you use, i.e. firearms, that you become complacent. Sometimes people that are around firearms for a long time, or any tool for that matter, you lose sight of safety. This is one subject area that we cannot let our guard down, become complacent, and become careless. Complacency leads to carelessness. Make sure you have the proper attitude any time that you're about to handle firearms to make it a good day for yourself and everybody around you. Always demonstrate and model correct behavior. Those of us who are around firearms at the range, in the field, while hunting, and even at home, you always want to make sure that we are following the safety rules at all times because you never know who is watching you. Whether from the general public, if they are shooters or non-shooters, or even people in your own circles of family and friends, you always want to make sure that you are doing the correct and safest behavior at all times, anytime and every time you are handling firearms. You want to set the example. Every single time you pick up and handle a firearm, make sure you're practicing those always, always, always rules, making sure the gun is pointed in a safe direction, finger off the trigger, and the gun is unloaded until ready to use. If you're teaching somebody or showing someone how to do those steps, you want to involve them in the safety process as well by having them visually and physically verify that the gun is unloaded and safe. Anytime you hand off a firearm to another person, make sure it's pointed in a safe direction, finger off the trigger, and the action is open and safe, and visually inspect a third time that the gun is still open, clear, and safe. The gun should not be accepted from another person unless it's empty, clear, and safe, and you have inspected, verified, and acknowledged that you have the firearm under control. A simple got it or thank you will let the other person know that you have the firearm under your control and it's safe for them to let go so they know that you are not going to drop it when you're handing it off or when they're handing it off to you. Same rules apply when you hand it to another person. Make sure it's open, clear, safe. That other person visually inspects and they acknowledge they have that firearm with two hands under their control before you let go of that gun. Shooting is if not the safest sport in the United States. The facts speak for themselves. For example, only one reported shooting fatality in the scholastic shooting program history over the past 100 years. That's still one too many, but those are really good safety statistics when it comes to safe and responsible shooting sports.
the National Safety Council does not even keep record on competitive shooting because the accident rate is so low. The shooting sports is an activity where both guys and gals can compete equally without having an ambulance parked on the playing field. Sadly, you can't say that about some other team sports and contact sports. If you decide to seek training to become a certified instructor or a certified coach in any of the shooting disciplines, there are several steps that you need to take and to be considerate of to make sure that not only are you protecting yourself, but you're protecting all of those around you, including your students. This is called risk management. Risk management is a four-step process. You identify the risks, you evaluate the risks, you select an approach to deal with the risks, and you implement the approach. So identifying risks means, among other things, considering the participant, the activity, the environment, the method of instruction, and how you're going to supervise. Evaluating the risk is the next step, and it means assigning a probability to the likelihood that each risk may lead to injury and the likelihood of severity of that injury. Selecting an approach to do something is the third step, which is deciding what approach to take for each of these potential risks. And finally, implementing the approach. This means reduce or eliminate the risk, avoid the risk, accept the risk, or transfer the risk to someone else. If you are advertising or promoting yourself as a trainer, an instructor, or a coach, you have responsibilities. Failing to fulfill a responsibility is considered negligence. When instructing, training, or coaching, you are negligent if you fail to exercise skill and knowledge normally possessed by others who are instructing, training, or coaching in working with those to whom you have a responsibility. Over the years, courts have held that coaches, trainers, and instructors in general have nine areas of responsibility. Some of these responsibilities vary from state to state and may change as sport litigation continues. Coaches, trainers, and instructors need to pay attention to the actions that may offer them some protection from liability. Failing to fulfill one or more of these responsibilities may be considered negligence. When coaching, training, or instructing, if you fail to exercise the skill and knowledge normally possessed by others who are doing like activities as yourself, you may possibly be found negligent. For example, some states have immunity laws to protect volunteers who are coaching or training. Paid coaches, trainers, and instructors are usually not covered and usually don't have this immunity. So make sure if you're out there doing some lessons or training or teaching that you know the laws in your state and you are abiding by them. Making sure that you are not negligent and always looking into some type of insurance to protect yourself for those activities that you are doing. If you are a firearms trainer or a coach or an instructor, there is insurance out there to cover you as a firearms trainer. 
make sure you do your research and look at those liabilities and look at the limits that you can purchase and make sure that you're covered anytime you're working with the public, anytime that you're training around firearms. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. When determining negligence, there's normally four questions that are asked. These questions can be summed up in four words, duty, breach, damages, causation. So the first was, did you have a responsibility or duty to the injured party in this situation? The second is, did you fail to fulfill this responsibility or breach? The third, was there an injury to the party to whom you owed the responsibility or damages? And finally, did your failure to fulfill the responsibility cause the injury or causation? When coaches, instructors, and trainers are sued, the action usually stems from negligence. Negligence is the failure to exercise a reasonable or ordinary amount of care in a situation that causes harm to someone or something. Lawsuits from the past 30 years have identified that coaches and instructors have nine general areas of responsibility. These responsibilities may vary from state to state, and they may change as lawsuits continue to define the law. These nine responsibilities of a coach, trainer, or an instructor are number one, to properly plan the activity. Number two, provide proper instruction. Number three, warn of inherent risk. Number four, provide a safe physical environment. Number five, provide adequate and proper equipment. Number six, match your students' abilities appropriately. Number seven, evaluate your students for any incapacity or potential injury. Number eight, supervise the activity closely. And number nine, provide appropriate emergency assistance if needed. The first responsibility is properly plan the activity. If you are a firearms coach or a trainer and you are teaching out of a curriculum, you want to make sure that you are following the lesson plan. You are following each of those objectives and making sure your students are completing each of those tasks that you set forth to do. Your training plans are only as good as your ability to implement them. Because you have a plan does not mean that you will not be negligent. 
but it is an indication that you are aware of your responsibility and tried to plan for the future. Your second responsibility is to provide proper instruction. You want to stay on top of current standards in order to follow the right procedures as you're moving forward and training others. By teaching the proper knowledge and skills, you are instilling the right attitude in the shooting sports and teaching firearm safety. Always involve your students in the learning process and take their feedback that they're giving you. This is going to help you become a better instructor so you know how to properly teach and train new shooters. The third responsibility is to warn of inherent risk. Coaches, trainers, and instructors should always provide safety instruction anytime a shooter is going onto the range. Whether they are a longtime shooter or brand new, you always want to give safety instruction, range rules, and things to be aware of anytime you're getting ready to shoot. While you cannot always provide protection for all of your shooters all the time, you must make sure that your shooters know, understand, and appreciate the risks inherent to the shooting sports. Your warning should be clear, thorough, and repeated often. Some of these risks include warning your shooters of the inherent risks such as lead poisoning, keeping your hands washed anytime you deal with ammunition, hearing damage, wearing your ear protection, eye injury, wearing your safety glasses, and the importance of wearing closed-toed shoes, a collared shirt, and a ball cap every time that you're on the range. There are several other hazards as well, such as heat-related injuries, cold-related injuries, tripping and falling, and even medical injuries related to the shooter or the instructor or coach. It's always a good idea and highly advised to use written notices, releases, and getting your students to sign some type of a waiver to let them know what those risks are and to be mindful of them. The fourth responsibility is to provide a safe physical environment. Note and resolve any hazardous conditions through regular inspections. It's a good idea to develop a facility inspection checklist and to use it every single time you go on the range. Change any condition that you can by reducing the hazard if you cannot remove that hazard. Give precise rules for using the facility and most importantly, enforce those rules. The fifth responsibility is to provide adequate and proper equipment. When you are instructing, coaching, or training a brand new shooter, they may not have the best or safest equipment. Always have equipment with you and available in case what they might bring to you for your session or your lesson is not appropriate for the training. Always have backup firearms and ammunition and make sure that they work. Make sure they work properly, that they're cleaned, that they function, and that you know how to use them safely, and you can teach a shooter how to also use them safely. Teach them how to use the equipment and how to inspect their equipment. Check your equipment regularly, and if it needs maintenance or repair, only allow qualified people to take care of your equipment, such as a qualified and reputable gunsmith. 
Tell your shooters of potential hazards that equipment may give them and tell them what to do in case they experience this situation. The sixth responsibility is to match your training to your shooter appropriately. You want to match the size, maturity, skill, and experience level to the type of training that you're doing. You want to enforce the rules of safety at all times. If you need to modify any type of training, as long as you do it safely, work around your shooter because they are coming to you to learn how to use firearms safely and responsibly. Always be on alert for any situation that may render itself unsafe and know when to say it's time to stop and take a break. That way you're always focusing on the rules of gun safety and you're also watching your shooter for any fatigue or frustration. By giving 100% focus and attention to your shooter, it's only going to make their experience even better after a day on the range. The seventh responsibility is to evaluate for any injury or incapacity. You want to use good judgment when somebody comes to you and wants you to train them or teach them or coach them on how to be a better shooter. If someone shows up to your session and they don't look like they feel well or they might be having a medical condition, it is your responsibility to stop the lesson right then and possibly reschedule or evaluate seeing if that person needs additional assistance. There have been several times where I've had shooters on the range and the heat might be just a little bit too much for them and by watching them I could identify their fatigue profuse sweating, or any other sign that they just don't look and feel well, it's time to stop, get them some water, and get them back into the AC. So always be mindful and always be evaluating your shooters. The eighth responsibility is to supervise the activity closely. Always provide adequate supervision to all areas of your training. Provide specific supervision when teaching a new skill, and if you have additional shooters, you also want to have additional help with you on the range. Know your training so well that you can actually anticipate a potential safety violation. You always want to be standing right there next to your new shooter, or any shooter for that matter, to ensure safety. If you are training or coaching someone, you want to be right there so when they break their clay target with a shotgun or hit their bullseye consistently with a rifle or pistol and they might get excited and spin around to show that excitement, you are right there to put your hand on their shoulder or to stop that firearm from swinging in an unsafe direction. And the ninth responsibility is to provide appropriate emergency assistance. You want to protect your shooter from any potential injury or any potential hazard that might be encountered on the range. You want to make sure that you, as the instructor, coach, or trainer, you have a plan. You have a first aid kit, you have a cell phone that works, and you have access to calling 911 if necessary, and you need to know the contact information of the range potentially that you're training so you can notify the proper management if something happens. You also need to know where the closest medical facility is located and how far away it is 
and how long it would take for the ambulance to transport a person to that facility. Always be mindful of what might happen and be prepared for that. Have contact information, have the range address, the location, the phone number, and even the GPS coordinates of that facility. It's highly advisable to seek training and certification such as CPR and first aid. You never know when it might come in handy and by having that training, that is one step to reduce negligence. Although certification does not guarantee protection from any kind of lawsuit, it is definitely a step in the right direction to show that you are doing everything you can to be a responsible trainer, coach, or instructor. The key concept is to be positive and do what is best for your shooters. You always want to focus on safety first and being a responsible, knowledgeable, skillful, and safe trainer. Remember those nine responsibilities that you as a coach, instructor, or trainer should follow. And you can always reduce your risk by getting yourself properly trained, providing a safe environment, getting additional certifications, and keeping good records. Always make sure that you have some form of liability insurance, especially if you are a firearms instructor, trainer, or coach. Do your research, do your part to stay safe and responsible, and help promote the enjoyment of the shooting sports for everybody that you come in contact with. Promote it so people can enjoy this for generations to come. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, and making memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.